It's July the 28th, 2016. This is 508, a show about Worcester. We're looking out the window from Technicopia. Technicopia. Hi, guys. Today on the show from Technicopia, we have Nick Bold. We have Joe Forgette. And as usual, Brendan Melligan. Hi, Brendan. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Likewise. Uh, if people have seen any past 508s, you've seen when we talked to the think tank uh, sort of alternate education project. You've seen us talk to the Technicopia Makerspace. All of these guys, plus Ian Anderson's machine shop, are now in the same place here in the printer's building on the sixth floor in downtown Worcester. And uh, you all are fixing to have your grand opening, right? Yeah, we're, we've been open for a few months, but we're looking to have a, a big grand opening with all the VIPs that sort of supported us and then the, the fundraisers and backers for Indiegogo and a few you know, private donors and stuff. We owe them a lot, so we want uh -huh. to say thank you and have a big event. And, you know, so, good excuse to spend some money and have everyone in for food and drinks and stuff. That's fantastic. <laughs> so tell me, Nick, <laughs> what, about, about Technicopia, what is this? Um, techni well, Technicopia is now a hybrid organization. We started off as a makerspace where we worked to sort of create an environment where people could run their businesses and trades. and. <laughs> and we ended up wanting to broaden that. Most makerspaces have education communities. Most makerspaces had more workshops and trades than we had at the time. And, you know, sort of our model was to take businesses in and take care of them. So we ended up doing that and sort of broadening ourselves by picking up the Worcester Think Tank and sort of, you know, extending our, our service to them, but then also very much, you know, bringing them on board as partners and now we have an education group with them we brought in Ian's wood shop so now we have a full-scale commercial grade wood shop and then we've got a bunch of new shops that we've sort of been creating since the, the joining of the three organizations so so, so like, like a wood shop is like an old-time maker or a yeah. more traditional maker space and then a maker yeah. space is where you have 3d printers and computerized things yeah. and I think lasers the definitions are pretty nebulous like we, we can call it whatever we can call it a maker space and yeah. have it be our regional things so, right um, for us makerspace is what we have so um, a lot of it's the digital fab but now we're way more diverse and have more tradesmen doing sort of a lot more sort of yeah. real work as opposed to just the digital stuff that we, we were playing around with before and I want to talk to Adam Zelny who just walked in from think tank hi Adam hey, Mike. and uh, this room right here is the think tank classroom uh, it is used primarily by think tank, okay. uh, but I have actually run um, adult workshops in here for right. Technicopia, so I've done a couple of 3D design and printing workshops. They're like three-hour small workshops. Right. So we have used it for um, for adult workshops as well as uh, think tanks youth classes, uh -huh. um, and we run meetings in here and other stuff like that. Right. So. And so just for people who don't know about think tank, the kinds of youth classes that think tank has done through the years have been things like... Uh, hybrid art and science classes, so taking, um, let's say, uh, rocketry, for example. We did a, a workshop where uh, students made um, rockets, or, or they put together model rockets, but more so they actually built their own launch controllers, so they got to learn a little bit about uh, an electronic circuit, and, um, assembled it and actually went to like Green Hill Park and launched their rockets. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of art, art science classes, so for example, uh, exploring anatomy and uh, physiology, 
and then using that knowledge and turning it into some sort of presentable art project. Um, usually we would like do that a lot in a lot of different like uh, classes and workshops and then we would showcase it at the end of like a semester or at the end of our school year. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and, uh, and I, like, one of my hybrid classes that um, is pretty popular with, like, middle schoolers is um, called Civil Engineering and Minecraft. And I take, um, like, kind of really simple, uh, practical civil engineering concepts and use the Minecraft video game as, like, a tool to teach that. Are you guys doing any Pokemon Go-based classes? Well, I, don't, I haven't talked to too many people. I know there's a couple of members that actually do Pokemon Go, but quite honestly, I like my... Uh, my cell phone data plan just—I <laughs> would totally try. Maybe next semester. Yeah. Brendan, do you have any questions related to Pokemon Go or in general? <laughs> no, about technology. No, you know, I guess I, primarily starting here, but I think it's it's applicable to everybody. It, so when we're with Think Tank, like where do you see the overlap, or um, with like say like traditional like public education or whatnot? Like I know you've got a lot of youth programs and whatnot coming through. Is there like a blending, or is there some like are you working within the schools, or is separate from? Is, yeah. is there some buy-in from? That's uh, a good question. So uh, so the short answer is no, mm -hmm. um, but there should be. <laughs> there should be, yeah. So uh, I would say it's kind of growing a little bit. So right now. Um, we have done, um, we have like reached out to schools mm -hmm. and they're not, they, what ends up happening is um, charter schools or academies that are private uh, will kind of network with us and that relationship starts to gel and become something. So we have worked with some places like that. So actually the first youth program that we had in our new Technicopia space was um, Gan, Gan Academy, Gan Gan Academy, and they're in Waltham, and they're a Jewish academy, and they had um, like I think about nine or ten uh, high school students come here, and they uh, went through like the gamut of like laser cutting, 3D printing. Nick actually helped us out with that as well, and uh, I taught some CAD software to them, mm -hmm. um, and it was actually like they, they really covered like a lot of different kind of makerspace tools, mm -hmm. and they loved it, and they were here for like a whole week, so that does happen. Okay. Um, but again, it's not like it's not like North High, right, in Worcester, right, or South High. Yeah. You know? Like it's not, not that those that's an easy relationships to, to forge. But sure. I, I guess, and this is where I would push it to the rest of you guys. Is like for for I don't know five six years, maybe a decade now. That's been the conversation locally in education is STEM, right? Everything, sure. yeah. and that is this. You know it in a real sense versus you know a hypothetical or a philosophical sense in traditional education settings. It's almost crazy in a way that like there isn't that sort of blending. So uh, I want to highlight one other thing that actually speaks to what you're talking about. And Nick, again, was involved in this. Is Kevin here? Yeah. He is. So yeah, um, so you should probably check in with uh, Kevin Harrington about this as well. So um, Kevin and I were the lead teachers in a Quinn Sigmund Community College program that ran for two weeks. And Quinn Sigmund reached out to Lauren Monroe, who is the founder of Think Tank. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, asked if Lauren would get some teachers together and run a kind of dual two-week program where we would see teachers for kind of professional development work in the morning and then we would have three hours with high school students for two weeks in the afternoons and it was awesome it was really successful mm -hmm. and um, that is a big step I think yeah. you know and that took some QCC admins uh, partly getting the fab lab up at QCC and running um, and pulling in Technicopia people founders of Technicopia to run that mm -hmm. and then uh, by association we eventually got in and, and did some uh, some like hands-on work with 
public school kids and public school teachers. So while it wasn't a direct relationship with the public school, it was, in, it was an indirect. You know, exactly. Tens of thousands of kids in here, but if you can handle a handful of teachers and actually start you know, working that relationship and the trickle down effect, it's huge. You, would assume, you would assume so. Yeah, we're, yeah so we're, 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 pioneer, I mean, we're definitely pioneering. I gotta interrupt you because we've been in this classroom too long. There's so much good stuff in this <laughs> place. Can we go, can you guys take yeah, us and absolutely. show us some of the amazing stuff? This classroom is amazing, by the way. The view is, the view, the view is spectacular. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Hey. So this is our little uh, digital fab lab. This is a computer that's been donated that looks like it's churning some Kool-Aid. I love, I love this computer. This is the most glam computer I've ever seen. Yeah. We don't have any designs up right now, but this is where we do most of our CAD and 3D design for designs that go to our digital fabrication equipment. And this, this, is, like a, this is like a 3D scanner? That is. Yeah. So you put stuff on here and it pulls it around and yep. this laser's headed. Uh, so this one's a, a table mount. It's, general, it's a little higher resolution than some of the other ones that exist. Uh, you know, it's actually relatively modest as far as 3D scanners right. go, but being able to have it is really sort of a, it was pretty cool for us. We actually won it in a contest. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it was a contest for cool open source projects. So some of the people here do some pretty impressive stuff, yeah. including open source robotics. And that, that, that was what won us a 3D printer from Lulzbot. They support open source projects. Spectacular. So, yeah, Spectacular. pretty awesome. Look, um, as we move around here, what else do we see? Sure, do you want to talk about that 3D printer behind the chair? <laughs> my, my this is a ceramic printer. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like, you can see all the, whatever that is, plaster, ceramic, clay. Yeah, uh, right now, the, the printer's obsolete and defunct. Uh, <laughs> The, or the company is anyways and so you can't buy the original materials uh -huh. but you can run it now with vodka and concrete oh really yeah so <laughs> you use the vodka as a binding agent and the concrete is your you uh -huh. know, your actual printing material sure. you get little concrete pieces out of it if you get the binding mix perfect we've had some issues with actually the you know we gotta yeah it's, it takes a little bit of effort like most like, you know most of this stuff isn't magic it's manufacturing it's a new generation of manufacturing right you know so if you said to a manufacturer that you know machine was just going to pop out something you know they'd laugh at you mm -hmm. and that it really is sort of true once you really know what you're doing these machines can do stuff akin to magic but you, you know, got you there's great. a lot of know-how and a yeah, lot of other that's stuff an expert that goes user uh, experts always yeah. make it look easier than it is really and we got a couple 3d plastic printers over here yeah one of those is Here's some kind of scaffolding. These are parts of some larger uh, projects that are very interesting, but probably too much to talk about uh, yeah. uh, right now. And Julia, what are you trying to fire up right now on the uh, on the 3D printer? Um, well, I'm making a product that needs uh, 3D printed parts, so I'm actually testing one right now. I'm pretty excited. My first time. I'm a new member, so uh -huh. this is exciting. Can you, can you tell us about the product, or is this high yeah. cash? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, so Dormboard is an attachable bedside desk, so uh -huh. it's a, a basically a dorm accessory for students who live in dorms. Okay. Uh, because it's really uncomfortable, you have no space, so this kind of like tries to be a desk for your bed and a bedside table as well. Correct. So, it needs three 3D printed parts, and I'm actually testing. Yeah. So you're like proto, you're, gonna, you're like prototyping with yeah, this device. Yeah, I am. It's taking a second to warm up. Oh, it's gonna take a second. All right, all right. We'll come back whenever. We'll come back whenever it's actually doing okay. something. Thanks. Thank you. 
to sign them. You guys wait a second. So these are some members cubes. So we have cubes for, for rent that members that pursue their individual interests uh, exist here. So this is a general one that's really into building motorcycles and metal. Sure. So they get big. He also happens to be our, our metal shop manager. Which, okay. You know, is this is this shop right across the way? But you know. which which shop is this? So this is. Uh, well, okay. So you guys have been with us for a long time. We've been building. <laughs> Um, so when we came into here, uh, we've got a couple spaces that you're going to see in a little bit uh -huh. that are still being built. Um, right now, this is where our digital tools are and some of our metal tools doing metal work on a sixth floor of a sky rise with wooden floors and jazz is like really hard. So, is it just stuff vibrates too much? It's too loud? Uh, it's uh, fire hazards. Oh, okay. About. So doing, this room's going to be our metal shop, uh, metal fabrication, welding, etc. What have you? We got to work through the permits. We got a grant, um, eighty-four thousand dollar grant, and a lot of that's going to pay for infrastructure that we need to finish to make it shop. a safe, good right. place. Right now, these guys are in here. I'll show you the space that they're going to move into. So part of that grant will be for new digital tools. Um, I mean, I think I know what this is because I remember this from the last time. Yeah. Is that this is our like agents. a uh, a, a uh, giant ro router, yeah. basically robotic yeah. router. CNC. Yeah. CNC. It's yeah. Great. There you go. Homemade, as you can see. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, behind you is the, the old laser and uh, <laughs> one of Ian's uh, miniature mills. And that's okay. that's, the base, that's the works. Oh, right yeah. here. These Fantastic. are probably some of our most used tools. Even though they're not pretty, they, uh, they actually serve a great function and, uh, and the members really enjoy using yeah. them. The laser cutter over here. The laser cutter. I, and this is another homemade, homemade thing. The homemade, I love this. I love the idea of a homemade laser cutter. It seems like such a great idea and such a bad idea at the same time. <laughs> You know, uh, it's, it's a danger sticker on the side, so that's okay. <laughs> so it's it's not get one danger sticker. <laughs> Do I want to stay in this while you're turning it on? It's there. Okay. Yeah. okay. No, as far as, as, far as things go, uh, lasers are probably not as dangerous as people find them scary. Um, and then as far as things go, our laser, for what it looks like, was, is a great value of a laser. Mm -hmm. We've put a lot of effort into it. and then work really hard to make sure that it won't hurt anybody. The, the issue with it is it being home built, it's gonna do something, you know, and so we've made it, we've contained it to just basically it damages itself once in a while, which is not so bad. All right. But it's very safe. It's got a bunch of interlocks and safety equipment in it. That 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 we did very well. Sometimes a tube will blow up. And we and we should point out that part of the layout of this building is supposed to be that there's different zones which are like kids do not come in this room. That's right. We worked um, one of our other projects, we worked really hard with the think tank when they were coming in to make sure that children ages five and up can work in this space with their parents. So not only do we have adult and children classes, we also have workshops and spaces for adult and children to work together. Right. And we, we think in t over time, as we build a multi-generation multi membership, that that is going to be become more profound. Um, we think the multi-generational sure, sure. angle is really a huge, you know, passing on of skills, passing on of knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's a really big deal. Um, so, so it's the kind of thing where if you're, if you're a kid and you do hang around Technicopia a lot, yeah. at some point you're going to learn to use uh, lathe or whatever they have. Yeah, and there are a lot of the, the modern new age companies, you know, the Google did it most noteworthy. They uh, plucked a, a particularly um, capable student out of high school and hired him with a portfolio. So a space like Technicopia and a community like Technicopia might be part of that gateway into the new era of jobs where mm. 
companies are looking for demonstrations of skill, not necessarily a piece of paper. And companies like Google are sort of backing that up with their hiring policies. But you can you can go into an interview and say, here's a bunch of stuff that I designed, right. built, tested, made yeah. other stuff. And out. arguably, a lot of the, the giant companies like Google are explicitly looking for things they've never even seen before. So like right. they'll take you and your product, you right. know, and that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of there's a lot of new. We should, yeah, we should know, keep. This is the new world. We should um, keep scooting around. This is a woodworker, fine woodworker. He and Anderson Studio actually, so he rents this out and builds all kinds of. So, so this events. is like somebody's personal, like personal stuff. All this. That's right. This that's right. This is all okay. of Ian's personal but that's, tools. It's kind of amazing that you have some of the oldest of school hand tools alongside home-built lasers. Right. You're like, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. And then here is the, uh, is this the wood shop? Yeah, this is the woodworking shop. The guys, we, we have an army of elves uh, working on making uh, the recognition plaques for oh. the donors from our Indiegogo campaign. Are, so, uh, are, are any of the plaques halfway done that we could look at? Or some what do we got for blanks our or something? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. So this so is going to have somebody's name so engraved on it? Here, yes. yeah. Terrific. Terrific. So the interesting thing is that all of these tools are actually Ian Anderson's tools. So that's from Ian Anderson's workshop where he brought all these down and we sort of worked it out where the membership is able right. to use his tools and he gets space. Right. And he had it like a he had a kind of like a tool sharing thing going on before. So he's just he's plugging that did. into this environment. That's right. And most of those members that he had previously are not with us now. I gotta say that Joe, this is one of the things that's so exciting to me is that I feel like you had three sustainable amazing organizations, Think Tank, Ian's Shop, and Technicopia, and then you just move them all together in a better space, and everything is just like, I assume everything's much way better. Is Absolutely, it yeah. Playing out that yeah, way? yeah, the sum of its parts is greater than the whole or something yeah. like that along those lines. Yeah, yeah, that's the exciting yeah. part of this, is everybody getting together to, to yeah. mix together. Sure. Do we want to keep moving to the next? Yeah, yeah, Let's sure. Let these guys make some plaques. A couple, and... couple minutes, yeah. This is uh, an electronic shop. It's mostly borrowed and uh, leftover dumpster woven sort of equipment. Uh, but we do a lot of electronics prototyping, and this is one of the things we'll be so, investing in. For so this our... is for everybody to use. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yep. So you got a solder, you got the soldering station, you got your oscilloscopes and your voltmeters and your whatever else. Right. Yeah. Terrific, terrific. Um, a lot of this stuff is still the same scrap that we had at the old space. Uh -huh. So, you know, electronic scrap, let people dig in early. Yeah. Um, we didn't keep all of the scrap, you know, some of it. We had to downsize a lot, three companies moving into one space. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of spaces, but if we had time to talk about one more, sure. I'd like to show you. We have time to talk, to talk about probably three or four more, actually. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Our newest addition is what? a glass shop, a flameworking wow. shop. So a local artisan that works out of the Mr. Center for Crafts has moved her operations uh, here. Uh -huh. uh, she's going to start working out of here and teaching classes. Part of the grant will be to buy some uh, some flameworking, a kiln, do some glass blowing, that sort of thing. And we just literally in this last week got this uh, set up to... Uh, and that kiln or whatever is going to be in this space? Yep, all of that will be here. Uh, obviously, we'll probably need a little bit more space right. for the glass shop as we grow, but this is what, sure. this is a good uh, sure. stepping, uh, starting point. And so she's got some fantastic, very graceful bits and pieces of glass stuff here, and we got some kind of... I don't even know. That's a torch, yeah, for, for doing your flame working. I don't know anything yeah. about glass blowing actually. So I've seen videos, but looking at the equipment, I have no idea what any of it is. Except for, uh, it's two torches and a, a small kiln. So basically, yeah. treating and heating of pieces like what you see there, basically. Yeah. 
And so the idea is that this will be another thing where other people who are members of Technicopia may have the opportunity to use her, uh, in our, her stuff. In our usual fashion, we took someone who was doing well and demonstrated sort of that, that bar of professionalism and expertise that we were looking for. Right. They had a thing. Um, we wanted to, you know, we wanted to also have that thing. And we sort of picked them up and brought them in. And we offered the same sort of cost savings and community that, you know, had made our other endeavors stronger. And now we add one more to one more to the pot. And so, looking at one thing I didn't point out in the other spaces, with there's on the backs of some of the doors, there's a sign of like these are the people who are certified to use okay. this equipment. So this would be a similar thing where yeah. if it's like once we know that you know how to use the glass stuff, you yeah. can use the glass stuff. But people who are just coming in fresh should not be over here messing stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, the basic strategy is each of the. Sh uh, the basic strategy is that each of our shops is run by the person that brought the equipment and the expertise and each of those shop managers uh, establish a set of um, safety sort of check uh, bars sure. um, depending on what tools, like the wood shop obviously has more than one set of tools, there's a number of different safety classes for the wood shop, but then things like digital fab, most of the digital fab things are similar, so there's one class for the bulk of the digital fab equipment, mm -hmm. glass shop will be you know, we're building that and it'll be at the discretion of the new glass shop manager to create and enforce those those, those safety strategies. Fantastic. Let's, yeah. keep, let's keep looking around. Yeah, this might be a nice cube to talk about. So this is a this is a member's cube and this is a great story. This is an older gentleman who's retired who actually lives in Newton and he rides the commuter rail every day to come to use our space because it's actually easier easier for him to ride the commuter rail from Newton to Worcester than it is to go to do something in, uh, in Boston, even Okay. Asylum. He arrived not knowing how to use any of our tools, but he knew that he wanted to, to, to do something. And so now he's starting some very interesting projects with the 3D printing. This is yeah, he's got this some piece as well, some things over here. Do you know anything about what he's doing with all this? It has to do with some uh, frames. So he's, a, um, he's a woodworker. Um, he came to us as a woodworker. Um, and I believe he was trying to make some sort of large geodesic structure. Um, a, a dome, I think, mm. um, out of wood, and something about that wasn't quite landing right, so he wanted to see if the digital tools, the 3D printers, could produce something more substantial, and it sounds like he's had okay. pretty good pretty good progress. To be honest, no one quite knows. <laughs> like, he's been, he's like, sort of almost an enigmatically been producing countless 3D prints, so you can see like every color, every color shift, is another print that he did and then brought it over here to assemble know, and yeah glue it all together and stuff this and he's got larger pieces up in the stacks and smaller pieces down in the shelves and stuff so one day you're going to come over here and suddenly there's <laughs> just going to be like a transformer or something <laughs> I, I don't know it's gonna it, it'll be something it, it's actually i mean he's got tons of it at this point like we're waiting to see what, what happens this is the is this the robotic uh Elephant? The remains of it, yeah. Oh, just the remains. Yeah, Mike, I think it is important to, to point out, though, that we just identified at just one, but it's still for me is a big deal, an actual individual who resides on the other side of 128 who is now coming to, who is coming to Worcester on a regular basis to work. More than and, like, that's something that, that might be normal for you because you see him every day. But this is, like, a bigger conversation in the city of Worcester, right? Like, how are we going to start drawing people to oh, yeah. us? Yeah. And you folks are doing that. Yeah, we've had a, a number of people talk about, you know, some people call it the brain drain or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, it's part of the issue with 
Um, the way Wisher runs education and we lose our college students that we work hard to train, but then we also lose young entrepreneurs to Boston. I think some of it's shifting the other way. Um, some of the people I talk to suggest that Boston's filling up and now you know the state's starting to see Worcester as a more uh, a better value for the investment in different mm. things. but you know that momentum needs to come along with people who are actually willing to commit to Worcester right. and run a business here and to a certain extent, um, we've had a couple of a couple of case examples, but I, I would think the momentum still generally a lot of people are moving to Worcester, or moving to Boston. But you know, there's enough. There's a lot of movement and a lot of a lot of different projects, and some of them are getting traction. So if that becomes the critical mass, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see if we have to. So the the and the rest of the space is in the middle of being. We're building built, out. Building yeah. out. It'll so be a lot more of the same. I think we have time to look at a couple more spots right. if we have. I don't know if Drew is still here. Here's the Neuron Robotics yeah. right here. Drew is not. Oh, no. True Wilson is coming. There are some members working on some projects here that might be interesting to, uh, to, to, to check out. Uh, yeah. What do you. What it is? What is it? It's a, it's a system of voids. So basically, it's just two. It's just a four sided void. Uh huh. Right? And, and that's the shape between four spheres. They're closely packed. And the other shape. It's just the way six spheres would enclose a yeah. void. Yeah. So it's a system of voids, and they kind of, they kind of self-assemble. And there's a natural shape it'll start forming. This is so fantastic. Uh, if you can see the shape in the center starting to take shape. So this is like a that you're making yeah, in the center? Yeah, that's right. If you look... Oh, yeah. So you got, now we have like a hemisphere. That's like I can see the bowl coming, coming out of here. Yeah. So Gary's a new member. Tonight, I should point out, uh, tonight is our open hacks and crafts where we uh, encourage the community as well as our members to uh -huh. come down and just work on neat stuff, cool uh -huh. stuff. And this is the first time I've seen this. Gary, did you design this? Or is this yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I came here actually to look at manufacturing options to supersize it right, for made different materials. I've already had some ideas already. Terrific. Now, if you, if you kind of see now, what's happening is my voids, well, the void between my voids is a sphere. Yeah. Right. This is great. All right. What else? Is there, is there any other stuff that we should well, be looking me, at? Do you mind if I, I finish the plug? So Open, Set, do it. open Hacks do it. and Crafts is available every Thursday at 7.30, and it's open to the public. And you can come in and hang out and work on some stuff with us, but it's to get people to... You know, in, introduced to our tools, introduced to the people. It's a night for adult show and tell. But then right. again, we're open to families five and up. You know. Uh, you so know. you don't have to be a member to come to. No, not open. for open heads. Oh, that's Absolutely. great. Absolutely, yeah. That's it's, great. Uh, just uh, an, an afternoon we all get together. It's actually a lot. It's actually a lot of fun. That's we terrific. Do, we do too, we do too much. All this is great. Thursday. This is the greatest. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> well, is it? What else? Is there any other stuff? If we were to look at one more space. One more. Yeah. Or are we about? Uh, this gentleman is actually, he's also based out of Boston, and he's a, he's a skilled woodworker that makes doors. He actually is, he's, he's Boston door something, and so. That's actually a cathedral window. Okay, oh, yeah. doors and windows, I, I suppose. But yeah, this is his specialty. He's, uh, he, he enjoys working in this environment. He's had his own separate woodworking shop that he's worked in for many years by himself, but he's moved into Technicopia and he enjoys the camaraderie and, and hanging out with people and find, finding other skilled craftsmen to, uh, to work with them. Terrific. That's a cool one. 
Do you sure. want to look at the new space, the offices in there? Maybe not. Yeah, so we got about we got about two minutes left. Whatever, whatever you get two minutes worth of stuff. It's a little, it's a little dark in there. Yeah. So this will be the new digital fab. Um, All right. So this is our kitchenette. So you see the floors are ripped and the ceilings partially ripped up. Um, this will be we're gonna finish gutting the walls out of this space. It's a little irregular. Um, the landlords who are so um, the Davis family, or uh, the Davis uh, building is run by right. the um, Wade family. Okay. And they are great partners in this whole endeavor. And they helped us uh, do asbestos abatement in here. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've started to do, to do the early demo. This will be where our new uh, digital fab tools and some of the old ones will get refurbished and brought some in Some of here. the best views are over here. They say. Yeah, City Hall and the... Uh, oh, and this is the greatest thing. People need to join Technicopia just so they can, like, do some cool woodworking and 3D printing and then take a break and drink some coffee and look at all this. Worcester looks like such a dramatic city from a view like this. It looks like an actual city from it's, over here, yeah. Yeah, this is really weird. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for... Uh, Thanks so much for showing us around Technicopia. Absolutely. And so, and so if people want to get involved with Technicopia, like, how does it happen? How does it work? Um, so Thursday nights, uh, open hacks and crafts, thir Thursday 7.30 is arguably the best. It's the, the, we have the most people, we have the most people doing things, and you can sort of jump in with people who are already working and watch them and follow them. Um, short of that, um, you can contact me through our website. Um, or directly uh, nick.bold at technicopia.org um, and you can make an appointment with me or one of the other staff members and we can give you a tour, show you around, try to figure out what you're trying to work on and whether or not we can accommodate and those different sort of details that are generally very relevant. Thanks so much. So again, yeah. Yeah. Nick Bold, Joe Forgette, Brendan Mellican. Mike, I think you'd be missing uh, yes. if you didn't go out the window and point out the number of people playing Pokemon Go. That I uh, <laughs> can you see them? People can't even see them. This camera has no zoom. But there are a bunch of Pokemon Go players right there. If we had a real zoom, we could see it. We're actually a Pokestop. If anyone needs Pokeballs, they can come here. And they can on a regular basis. All right, guys. We'll see you all next week. Have a great time, Western. <laughs>